This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he left the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Al-Duri. I am your host coming everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your very own home, chilling, watching us on YouTube on Pulse95Radio. Thank you very much for tuning in. Coming up on today's show, though, so we obviously know Habib Nurmagomedov has announced his retirement, but we look behind the scenes to see all the different obstacles he's faced coming into um, his retirement plan. His own coaching staff had no idea, but he had an idea of what he was going to do. We're talking about that. Health and fitness fans, I know you've been on my case to give you some more health and fitness, so I am going to be talking to you about that today. What strikes you first about a trainer, a coach, or a gym? And are we judgmental on whom we work with? Let that settle in for a second. It's a very, very good topic to be picking your brains on. There's a few things there that I'm trying to, to get out of you guys so I want you to text me on 4215 or do or slide into my DMs uh, at Omar during Instagram and let me know so going back to that with what strikes you first about a trainer a coach or a gym and are we judgmental on who we work with right so that's a plenty of juice for you to, uh, to to get your fingers into now we're also talking about the Premier League La Liga the Champions League and the UA Golf League as well on uh, on the halftime show so we've got that and all of that and remember it would not be the same without my Instagrammers here on the Halftime Show. So shout out to Te- uh, Terry. We've got Mufid, Fahad, Spicy, Hassan, MJ, Fahima, and also Florin, Ishmael from the UK, and uh, also Derek. So shout out to everyone who's tuned in. I'll be right back after this. I'm going to play some tunes for some Sam Henshaw after the break. Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! One. <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international, local. What are you guys up to today? How's everyone doing? Thank you for tuning in. We're just talking to my man, Hani Balthis from Future Talk with Amnir Saleh. Make sure you check them out. They're amazing. Uh, the first segment today we are talking about is health and fitness. Now, a lot of uh, my friends, uh, my community, shout out to everyone who's tuned in, uh, normally like me to go into a couple of topics. And I actually get inspired by you guys. When you guys talk to me normally and you give me these ideas, I actually bring them up on the show. Uh, One of the ideas that we were talking about the other day, it came down to the topic of what strikes you first about a coach, a trainer, a gym, and if you're being very honest with with yourself, are we judgmental in who we bring on board? So I have a team, a Football Fridays team that I coach in the men's league. Very, very cool bunch of people, big personalities and everything. 
and I put them through a, a fitness test yesterday for the first time. So trying to put them through that, seeing the way they respond, I assess and analyze the different characters, what they're doing, how they're doing it, when they're doing it. The thing is, is would they have given me a chance based on how I look, how I talk, where I'm from? Before that, we would never know. However, shout out to Mufid for always uh, having my back and actually introducing me to them. And now we are a team together. Now, taking this round to you guys, when you do step into a gym or when you start to contemplate working with a trainer or a coach, what are you assessing them on? Is it the the way they look? Is it what you've heard about them? Is it their social media? What if their social media game is not that great? You know, what if they're not as active on social media? Um, does that end up clashing with the times that we're at? Or are you looking at someone that's a bit more mature, a bit more experienced? Or are you looking for someone that isn't into social media? That's another one for you that detaches himself from all the things we see online. So again, this kind of puts things in perspective because we tend to judge people without noticing consciously, subconsciously. We have our own ways of, you know, embracing someone or absorbing information. And this is where it comes into it because I've met a couple of incredible trainers that uh, or coaches that maybe, maybe and just maybe if I had turned around and hadn't given them an opportunity without, you know, judging them on their body language, the way they talk, maybe first impressions. That's another thing that we kind of look at. There's something, is there a connection? Is there a vibe? Is there an energy that you fall under? There's all these factors. Uh, we've got reputation, experience, and real talk, uh, Terry says, which is brilliant. I like that. But in the first time you meet this person, can you get all that information from them straight away? Reputation. How will you know what their reputation is like if you've just met them? How will you know about their experience? Maybe they have a bio. That's a good one. Real talk. How will you will you be open enough to have a conversation with them without even, you know, trying to 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 switch that up? So that tells you a lot about it. But at the same time, it, it's it's got that vibe. You know, it, it's it's very important to see where they're at, what they're doing, how they're doing um, as professionals. Because remember, you're going to connect with that person and probably trust them with information that you don't normally share outside. So these are all factors when it comes down to coaching. When it comes down to stepping into a new environment, stepping into a space where you have to assess and analyze who's right for you. So there's all these kind of things that I'm talking about. And at the same time, I'm saying to you, it, it's it's very, very different. You've got to be honest with yourselves. Are we judgmental in who we bring on board and how do we analyze, assess and see people Um through our eyes depending on obviously what we've been through uh, who we've worked with how we've met up with people there's, there's so much factors here so text us on 4215 or slide into my DMs at Omar Alduri and let me know are we judgmental on who we work with and what strikes you first about working with a coach a trainer or stepping into a gym right I'm going to play a track for you and I'm going to be right back after this but I want to hear your thoughts so text me and get through to me or slide into my DMs I'll be right back is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's 
sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host from Everything Sport, international local. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, funny story, I was just talking to Omnia Saleh from uh, Future Talk. And uh, we were asking the question of the day, which is, what strikes you first when you meet a trainer, a coach, or when you step into a gym? And are we being judgmental on uh, on whom we work with? That's a very, very good, good, good point. So I was asking that question to you guys, and everyone's been uh, hitting me up on the Instagram live and sliding into the DMs. So thank you for that. Uh, someone said to me the other day, I think her name was Barbara. She she uh, she met me at a friend's gym. Uh, shout out to Coach Mike. And uh, and I went into the gym and she's obviously never met me before. And she sees reset on my on my shirt. So as she was looking at my shirt, she went, ah, you're the thing. <laughs> really didn't know how to take that. So I went, yeah, <laughs> that, that's uh, that would be me. So um, so how are we being judged? Or oh, that was that was a nice thing. But normally, uh, how do we judge, assess a trainer, a gym, or a coach? And are we being judgmental on whom we work with? Right. Okay. So regarding that, we've spoken about a few things. The topic of the day. I will say it one more time for Almas because she asked me there. Um, what strikes you first about working with a trainer, a coach, or stepping into a gym? And are we being judgmental on who we work with? Obviously. I'm uh, honored enough to work with some great athletes and with working with those great athletes if they give me the opportunity to showcase you know my education what I've learned and I'm able to, to transmit that message through them so it takes a bit of time um, that's something that you know I'm asking for the question of the day now Habib Nurmagomedov retires from mixed martial arts UFC what a legend a living legend um, how many of you uh, struggled watching that it was uh it was really tough, really tough for me. For those who have a close relationship uh, with their parents or had a close relationship with their parents or even wonder what it would be like to have a close relationship with your parents. I think for me, it was very striking that there was a lot of grief which Habib has taken on board since losing his father, who was his coach, his trainer, his father, his corner man and everything above. He obviously was set to fight in COVID times after fighting Dustin Poirier last year, which I which I actually went to in the UAE to watch in Abu Dhabi. Um, when COVID hit and the lockdown restrictions happened, he was already stuck, so they couldn't put the fight on, which so many things turned into that. And now we're, we're looking at a different person. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Mental health is so important when it comes down to athletes. Um, how you shelter yourself, how you protect yourself mentally, just like the physical fitness, the mental fitness requires a lot of practice and that happens every day. It's not something that you can kind of just conquer and, and leave behind. It's something that requires, you know, consistent practice and repetitions to be able to, to do that. And um, it was really tough to be able to watch um, Habib's speech after the Justin Gaethje fight, which... You could see in terms of conquering a milestone Habib had reached, uh, the way that he, you know, his tears were very genuine and the way that he was very emotional was probably very hard to comprehend when it came down to, um, to his career, to the importance of his father, to the honor and the promise he made to his mother, which he spoke about. A message he said, which I, I, I really want to share with you all, is uh, if you hadn't seen it, he said, you know, be close to your parents because you never know, um, you, you never know when it's going to be their last day. And he said that to Justin and he said that to the world. And I think that was such a powerful message to come across because if you don't have that relationship with your father, 
um, then you wonder what it would have been like and if you have that relationship with your father then amazing and if you did have that relationship with your father and he's no longer with you then it's it's very very hard to it's quite heavy on the heart and I believe I believe he he left his soul in the ring obviously the sign of retirement when you hang up your gloves or when you take off your gloves and place them in the center of the ring is so powerful but I think the message was far beyond just retirement I think it was his legacy I think it was honoring his father's word his family you know so many so many factors that uh, was it was it was really hard you know it was re I can't keep saying that I know but it was really difficult to to endure that for someone that's close to their parent uh, as a coach as a person as a human being there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that we don't often share and it comes down to the mental side of things when it comes down to mental health so so to have the living legend himself you know his farewell you could feel like I said he was he was leaving his soul in the ring and it was so powerful it was really really powerful to see that and I wonder what you guys made of his speech will we ever see him maybe in someone else's corner maybe coaching maybe a corner man I know how close he is with his family and I know how close he is with his friends who are his immediate family so there's so many factors he, he'd struggled with weight cuts for so many years he put his body through so much the mental challenge that he had to put himself through the relief on his face when he did make weight some said controversially if you didn't watch it the Mike Dolce video showed how they rushed his weight cut at 155 when it came down to putting him on the scales which was very interesting you know maybe that was a bit skeptical or maybe there was some truth behind it but either way you know um, his coaches and his teammates claim that they didn't know he was going to retire I think Habib knew all along what was going to happen and I believe that you know, now we get to appreciate the pound for pound, the greatest of all time. Um, some would argue GSP, some would argue John Jones, but in terms of the person he is, what he stands for, he hated the media. You could see that every time. One of the things, actually having interviewed a couple of the UFC fighters myself, one of the things that a lot of people said to me before this fight was, I can't wait to see Habib on your show. Well, that probably won't happen now, but... Um, but his interviews were often quite dragged out. I think he was being asked the same questions. He hated that side of the game. And now that that's behind him, we wish him all the best here from the Halftime Show on Pulse95. I hope you guys have enjoyed his career as much as I have. And, um, and coming up next, we're talking about football. If you're wondering what the question of the day was, it was, what strikes you first about a coach, a trainer, or stepping into a new environment? And are we judgmental on who we work with? That's me, Omar Duri, wrapping you up. Just going to play some um, Amelia Monet, Baddest, and it's an acoustic version as well. Great tune, and I'll be back right after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Duri on Pulse 95. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time, and now that we've taken ourselves out of that, yeah, let's try that again. Now we've taken ourselves out of that emotional roller coaster with Habib. 
and his uh, emotional retirement. Now we're going to take it a bit lighter now because we've got a couple of uh, a couple of things to discuss. Shout out to all my Football Friday crew and Abu, my captain for uh, for sharing that, and Mufid of course, and Nimr and Ahmedes and Moody. <laughs> now they're going to want me to name the whole squad, but I don't know if they're here on the Instagram live with me. And if they were, then I would shout out your name. But saying that, we the question of the day is: What strikes you first about meeting a new coach, a trainer, or stepping into a new gym? And also, are we being judgmental on how we assess the first impression or who we want to work with? So that is the first question of the day, which I'm sharing with you guys. In the second segment, we spoke about Habib Nurmagomedov's retirement, the role that his father played, and how important it was to leave everything in the octagon, which is what he's done. So that's that. Now, coming into this now, the, the, the Premier League is obviously kicking off. La Liga, the Classico just happened as well. Now, what did you make of that in terms of Barca fans? I know you're quite active and you always tell me how you feel. How did you feel about the result? Is that really that relevant at this stage of the season? The UAE Golf League, we know what's been happening with that. We spoke about Sharjah, um, you know, starting off with a, with a 100% record and also the Champions League. So there's a lot of football to cover. Spicy sent me a message and he said to me, uh, what do you make of the United and Arsenal game? So I think form goes out the window normally when we end up uh, looking at games you know, of that magnitude. Does it have the Patrick Vieiras and the Roy Keens of this world? Not really in terms of characters, but it still has quite a bit of uh, you know, personality behind it. And that will normally go down to the coaches. Now, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hasn't had the best feedback from his fans or from the media, but however, he's still roundabout surviving at United. Mikel Arteta's obviously started quite new, but also won uh, the FA Cup. So the expectation level goes higher when you win stuff, but then their underwhelming performance versus Leicester, even though they had 11 shots to one shot on target on the first half, did kind of have that feeling of same old, same old with Arsenal. The fact that Vardy came on and scored with 10 minutes to go uh, almost reset the whole game plan, which we kind of knew would happen. Vardy likes to score against Arsenal. But I think the league in general has been very, very surprising in terms of who's in the top six. That's another thing who would have expected. Uh, you know, Everton losing against Southampton, obviously. You've got Leeds performing well, West Ham performing well, Aston Villa performing well, and now Leicester obviously, you know, creeping into that as well. So it's a bit early in terms of that what do I think of the United Arsenal game I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting you've obviously got the United players who will definitely definitely be up for it want to prove a point uh, in terms of the lineup it's very hard to kind of say who Arsenal are going to go with especially with the signing of Partey yesterday we saw Partey Jacka and Ceballos playing across the three with Lacazette Aubameyang and Saka playing as the front three and the defense with Luis going off who I actually thought played well until he went off was really spreading the passes almost like a quarterback distributing from the back and being able to initiate plays that could kind of keep Leicester on the low block especially when they had no one to counter or break the uh, defensive line of Arsenal until Vardy came on so there were so many things that were taken out of Leicester's game from the way the coaches started now against United we know that United are better uh, when they have a more defensive-minded midfielder who can actually give the license for Bruno Fernandes to be able to hurt the opposition. You've you've got the idea that Rashford has to play. We, we kind of know that. I'd like to see more of Greenwood, probably not against Arsenal, but I'd like to see more of him. I think Fred McTominay are very important despite not always getting the best rap when it comes down to assessing, you know, the different... Uh, the different tactical patterns that they're trying to put forward uh, I could understand why Pogba is sometimes left on the bench I'm not sure where um, 
Van de Beek is is doing. Uh, why he's on the bench? You know, Donny Van de Beek. I, I, I don't really know why he's been brought in if he's not going to play him. In terms of the defensive line, I think it's kind of obvious that Maguire will play. Juan Bissaka is a brilliant defender, very very good defensively. And uh, you know, if he take if he took a few chances moving forward, I think he could hurt people as well. Luke Shaw's had his critics. They've got the new boy in. I think Tellers his name is uh, left wing back who could play there as well. So it really kind of depends the midfield who they're going to play to protect the defense but also to assist because they know Bruno Fernandes will be playing in that 10 role and probably get a penalty against Arsenal with our defense and their uh, and their was it 27 to 29 penalties already so far so I wouldn't be surprised if Martial runs at the defense and causes someone to leave a leg out they obviously won't need an invitation and that will be something that might hurt Arsenal so I hope I answered your question spicy um, Mufid says no one gave Villa Leeds and Everton the season script absolutely Mufid I don't think they did but I also think that shows a lot of courage now I wonder Mufid I wonder if things would be different if we had fans back in the stadium that would be very interesting but then again saying that the composure and the calmness that we're seeing from the players when it comes to high scoring games is the difference between winning games and losing games and we don't see that many draws either so it's very very interesting to see how those teams would respond and when will we have fans back in the Premier League that's another factor um, Almas says last year when I hurt my MCL my team coach then never asked how I was doing never followed up with me he's no longer with the club it's a good point and I think that's very very important when it comes down to, to coaches to be able to know when to intervene when to step in and also when to let people sort themselves out as well so I like that I'm going to be answering your questions and answers straight after the break I'm going to play some uh, Mahalia as well and I love obviously you know I love Burner Boy on the show shout out to Hashim as well from Peaky Blinders and I will be right back after this great tune this is Pulse 95 tune in live every Monday Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Sure is that time, Mr. Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Halftime Show today on Pulse95. I really appreciate the love and support you guys are giving me. It's been uh, it's been a good show. I'm really, really happy with what we've spoken about. And if you're just tuning in and want to catch our show, remember you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Angami if you like podcasts. Or if you prefer visual, you can head over to the YouTube live on Pulse95 Radio. And shout out to my boys Gabby and Mario who upload the shows for you to watch in your time time whenever you're ready so see you can't say we don't look after you um we've got a few comments coming in here let's just bring this close on the instagram live hassan says if you get called to coach a team in the premier league which club would you want to coach very good question can i be honest and i have thought about this actually if I could coach any club in the Premier League realistically, I'd love to coach Newcastle United. There you go. I, I don't think you would have, you know, imagined I'd say that. The most obvious one would have been obviously your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's, your Chelsea's, your Man United's, your City's. But for me, it would have been Newcastle because of the support, the tradition, and the ambition that I would want to inject into that. Obviously, with some investment, it would have been fantastic to coach Newcastle United. And not just because of the goal video, 
or the fact that Abdul Karim from the morning majlis supports Newcastle but that's who I would want to coach so thank you for that question Hassan shout out to Na- uh, Natalie as well who's joining Almas is talking about the the topics I brought up today uh, and the topic was what strikes you first about a trainer a coach or a gym when you step into it and are we judgmental on whom we work with Almas is saying best coaches I have ever had are here the support I have from you thank you is uh, is amazing and inspirational there are only three of you that I can call coach and you know the top two Omar and Maria thank you very much Almas really appreciate it. that was unexpected it, it sure was a spicy spicy um, talking about who I would have coached I said Newcastle now everyone's going mad on the on Instagram live saying we did not expect that Almas is surprised Hassan is surprised what about uh, pro woman side pro woman side is a, is a very good one actually because um, I wouldn't want to coach in England if it was the pro woman side I would like to probably uh, give a shot uh, to coaching and developing a younger squad so I wouldn't be interested in the big leagues so to speak because I know the women's side of the game is quite developed like the Arsenal's and the PSG's and and in France and stuff I would more be interested in a club that I can develop rather than just going for a big club so that that would be my uh, my answer to that who I probably have to research it more but someone who's got a good tradition someone who has a good um, chairman and someone who, who you know who believes in a process a project five to ten years that's what I would like to do nowadays the span of athletes is pretty you know uh, can go up to 35 but coaches can last four months and they get fired so uh, I'm, I'm pretty much someone who, who loves development results aren't everything when it comes down to scores but performances are and I, and I believe that you know incorporating that into a coaching philosophy is really important you don't have to play one way it doesn't have to be beautiful tiki taka football it doesn't have to be you know top of the range silky skills but you play to your skills and, and you play to your attributes and you work with who you have and you try and improve them and if you start to show development and improvement just like my team is at the moment then you're happy you come home you think about how can I improve them even more so for, for the guys yesterday we did the bleep test has anyone here done the bleep test before 4215 or do or slide into my DMs was the last time we did a bleep test and it was for a lot of them it was the first time for some of them they've done it before but it's also just accountability it's also holding yourself accountable and being able to try and do the best you can to beat your score and you know and that is the way of improvement it's the way of uh, development and it's also a way of showing that you know you know there, there is something to aspire to be so yes that's regarding um that's regarding my team we are approaching full-time on the halftime show i hope you've enjoyed the show as much as i have uh, thank you very much for spending the hour with me three to four remember you can catch every monday wednesday and saturday and if you have missed the show then you can catch us on youtube because mario super mario and gabby normally upload our shows on and you know add the little flavor to it and put it on the show so yeah make sure you check us out subscribe like and share and uh, thank you very much for all the support that's me omar duri i'm out i hope you've enjoyed it i'm gonna play some black street for you uh, no dick shout out to Hashim as well for hooking me up today and I will see you guys on Wednesday 3 to 4 peace this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on, 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 on 95. 95. 95.